Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. To love our God. Thank you, choir. I am uh, uh, the husband of a pastor, a retired pastor, as well as being a mission uh, person in mission myself, and it was always been my privilege to sing in the choir wherever my wife was a pastor, and we sang that song a few years ago, but I, as a tenor, found it very hard to get a few of those lines, so and you got it, you got it, so thank you very much. I'll uh, do uh, other parts of introduction after we read the scripture today. Um, the, uh, first of all, I want to give thanks for the first part of this worship already uh, to hear the testimony of uh, Mr. Diaz uh, about the impact of the church on his life. is uh, I'm sorry I missed the other ones of these, and uh, it's a wonderful part of the service. We're reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians. Uh, the Scripture's been helpfully printed in, in our text, and it's a lot bigger print than my Bible, so I'm going to use, use it. Um, It's part of the suggested readings that the Presbyterian Church and other denominations give in what we call the Revised Common Lectionary. And uh, it just so happened to to fit some of the things that I wanted to share today. So I chose it and asked uh, that we uh, use it in worship today. Paul has uh, spent the first three chapters uh, uh, talking various things to a, a beloved congregation, and he begins the last chapter with these words. Therefore... My brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Yodia and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and and heard and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am grateful to the uh, San Marino Community Church for inviting me to preach this Sunday. Uh, Originally, when uh, your mission committee member, Lynn Reimers, was uh, uh, inviting me to consider coming on World Communion Sunday, I'd hoped to come, but uh, I'd already made plans to be in California. Uh, This particular week because uh, the Outreach Foundation that I've been a part of is hosting a traveling, a visiting group from China. They're uh, starting in uh, Seattle, Tacoma tomorrow and will be here uh, this Thursday 
And uh, so I had to be here anyway. So it was a delight to, uh, and a joy that uh, you all were willing to accommodate me and to invite me to come and be with you this Sunday. So I'm uh, glad for that for so many reasons, but one of which is to thank you for over a decade, actually more like 11 years of partnership and mission between San Marino Community Church and the Outreach Foundation. And it's this passage of the Philippians that captures one of, some of the, what I want to share with you today. In fact, the whole chapter 4. The Apostle Paul had been supported by this church in Philippi in his missionary travels after he had founded the church in Philippi. And uh, in the same way, San Marino Church has uh, supported missionaries that we've recommended, uh, Presbyterian missionaries serving uh, in Egypt. Uh, I'll be mentioning some of them a little later. But you've also supported our ministry. And it's just the time to say thank you. Thank you for being our partner and for the impact that your support of the Outreach Foundation and missionaries like Stephen Cinda Gorman, Darren Elizabeth Kennedy have made and are making in the church in Egypt. I want to bring you also greetings from a new member of our staff, uh, the Dr. Frank Dimmock, longtime missionary to Africa and for many years supported by your congregation, after 32 years has joined uh, the Outreach Foundation as our Africa mission specialist, and he sends his greetings to you all today with thanksgiving for the connections you, uh, you've had together in Ministry of Hope. Let me get back to Philippians 4. It, in this part of the chapter, Paul is not saying anything about money, and we realize that it was not just to thank them for their missionary support that he wrote this letter. No, it was out of a sense of a deep love for this congregation, people he knew by name, people with whom he had labored in the gospel, Euodia and Syntyche and Clement and others. They were, they were real live flesh and blood people. And it was um, out of that gratitude for the relationship that he put pen to paper from his prison cell to send them what we now know today as the letter to the Philippians. What we overhear in this text is that God's mission is carried out in the context of relationships. This is true for you in your witness uh, to people in your circles of uh, acquaintance, to the church, for your missions in your neighborhood, and it's true for the, uh, the connections you have globally. For this is the way the, uh, the Outreach Foundation does its work. We say, follow Jesus into the world, and you'll make friends in unlikely places. We go to a, a country, usually it's where the Presbyterian missionaries went a long time ago and started a church, and now we work with the national partners, and we make, develop relationships with those global partners, and then come back to the States and introduce our global friends to our American friends. It's uh, that friends working together, deeply committed to Christ and to Christ's mission, that is the way that uh, God builds his kingdom. And we get to the wonderful opportunity to be a part of it. Now, how did we become friends? 
long before I knew anything about San Marino Presbyterian Church, long before Karen Burns, uh, your former associate for mission, was here, she and her husband Don were young life leaders in Indianapolis, Indiana. And a young man in that young life group, Rob Weingartner, eventually became the director of the Outreach Foundation that I have been working for. Uh, it goes, continues with Karen and Don. Uh, we were in seminary together at Fuller in the 70s, and also ahead of us was a, a, a woman named Cinda Warner, later became Cinda Warner Gorman. And uh, the, so the three of us knew each other in seminary days in the 70s, and you know, fast forward 30 years, almost 40 years, and, and you supported the uh, Cinda and Steve in, in Egypt. Um, the, um, your senior pastor, Jeff O'Grady, uh, when we first started writing about uh, mission projects, he said, by any chance, do you know uh, Judy Ritchie? Uh, it turns out that my sister-in-law and he served on the same staff in Minnesota in the, in the 80s. And uh, for me, the icing on the cake is that uh, where after our mission service in Korea, coming back to work first with the denomination and then with the Outreach Foundation, um, as I traveled around, I discovered that one of your members was is Marie Melrose sitting in church today, and she and I and our wife and, and my wife and, and our kids were all colleagues together in Korea in the 80s. So it's a very small world in this body of Christ, and uh, it reinforces what, in my mind, what Paul said in his way of calling the Philippians my joy and my crown, uh, whom I delight in. That's the way I feel about you. And um, parenthetically, to get back to the worship, the church that my wife and I worship in Jacksonville, Florida, is very much like this, although you have a few more people in the choir, and so the sound is, <laughs> is even better. But it's, uh, it feels like coming home. So thank you. Now, it's, it's not just personal relationships. It's not even just uh, the friendships and the relationships in a local church. For we San Marino Community Presbyterian Church and we in the Outreach Foundation, a Presbyterian mission organization, have another layer of relationships that deepen and enrich this sense of being part of God's family. Uh, and that is that we belong to a worldwide family of Presbyterians and longitudinally or historically, we stand on the shoulders of 180 years of Presbyterian mission history. And so our forebears who went out, uh, like Marie's grandmother and parents, went out to, to, to China. We stand on the shoulders of them as we carry out our mission. God works through our, what I call the horizontal relationships, and then he works through our vertical or the historical relationships to call us into the missions that he want us, wants us to do. And I want to tell you about two of those places. The first of these is where uh, we were involved in direct ministry, uh, cross-cultural ministry for eight years, and that is Korea. By the time we got there in 1980, Presbyterian Christians had been in existence in Korea for almost 100 years. The Korean church, in gratitude to God for American uh, missionaries bringing the gospel to their country, wanted to 
give God a present. Over a 10-year period, they had a campaign to double the number of Korean Presbyterians and to double the number of Korean Presbyterian churches. And we arrived in the final few years of that. As new missionaries, we had studied the Korean language but were somewhat bereft of understanding how to go about coming alongside the Korean church. And so the Korean church uh, assigned a mentor to me. His name was Pastor An. Now, Pastor An took me around the countryside. We visited churches. He taught me how to pray in Korean and to work with the country, country people as we came alongside evangelists and pastors starting new churches in the rural areas of Korea. What Mr. An told me was that everything he was teaching me he had learned from a Presbyterian missionary, Miss Florence Root, a missionary who served in Korea for over 50 years, pouring her life into young, young men and young women like Pastor An, teaching them everything she knew, and then sending them off to go and do likewise. What Mr. An learned from Florence Root, he passed on to me, and so it goes on. And, and we realized that in this wonderful world of mission, through these connections, we discover more of what it means to love our God and in God's name to serve other people. For me, the takeaway of those eight years in Korea was that Koreans were just illustrative of what all of us, American, Chinese, Brazilian, uh, Korean, or the like, are called to be joyful witnesses of Jesus Christ to share this good news is our highest call. Out of our love for God, we want to pass it on to people. It cannot but be shared. And we saw that demonstrated by the example of our Korean brothers and sisters. Furthermore, we saw that the best way to grow a church was to start new churches, to start new worshiping communities. And it's taken our Presbyterian church in the USA many years to, and many iterations to try to get back on that track, but we're working on it. But our Korean friends, and our, if you go to other parts of the world, they will say, we learned this from you. We learned these lessons from you. We're just sharing what now, what we've learned, passing it on. So the learning continues, the deepening, rekindling of that passion for Jesus Christ. So when I joined the Outreach Foundation 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago, uh, I was given the assignment to help broker new mission relationships in the Middle East. And we were focusing on the one country where the Presbyterian Church, in fact, the Christian Church, was the strongest in all of the Middle East, that is, the country of Egypt. Somewhere, uh, we're close to 10% of the people of Egypt are Christian. Higher, far higher percentage than any other uh, Middle Eastern country. So we went there and uh, looked for where Egyptian Presbyterian Christians were wanting to ramp up their commitment to reach out and share the gospel in word and in deed in that Muslim country. And the place we went to was the seminary, the Evangelical Theological Seminary in Cairo, this is 1999, and uh, we did hear from them that 
we want to help our church be a church that reaches out and in Christ's name serves others and tells others the good news. So we want to call a professor of mission and evangelism. Can you help us? And that became the primary and first call of the Outreach Foundation to join the Egyptian church in, uh, in, in its expanding its mission vision. Uh, the missionary you're now serving, uh, in, uh, you're supporting in Egypt, Darren Kennedy, was with us almost from the beginning, helping to the Egyptians to craft how they could tell the story to us so that we could tell the story. And we, they did identify a person to train in mission and evangelism. We funded his PhD studies in London. And then Tharwat Waba returned to Egypt, set up the mission department. And since for the last 12 years, we have seen a whole church transformed as a mission vision has emerged out of the seminary and filtered to the whole denomination. It's not often you can say a seminary can change a denomination. But in this case, the partnership that we had with the Evangelical Theological Seminary in Cairo, through the missionaries, through Dr. Tharwat Waba, and through the, all of the students, we've seen this happen. It's been really exciting. Tharwat has uh, told me that every year four or five people want to start new churches. A few others uh, say we want to be missionaries. And so we're seeing the mission vision of the Egyptian church be rekindled because of this partnership. The Egyptians have done the main work. We're only secondary. But it has been a joy for us to work together as a team. One of the places that they have rekindled their desire to be in mission is in South Sudan. And during our time in the lounge, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our Outreach Foundation work in South Sudan and how it is a combined international work of Ethiopian, Egyptian, and Sudanese-American. But we'll save that for the lounge time. What I won't save is just to reference back to Frank Dimmock, a missionary whom you supported now with us, Frank is taking over all of the work that we have done in uh, South Sudan, and um, uh, it's very exciting to see the gifts that he brings with him over the last 30 years. And he, um, uh, he's a dear brother. He's become a dear friend of mine. So we hope that your future partnership uh, with the Outreach Foundation will include reconnecting with this uh, fine, fine missionary. Whether we are in mission halfway around the world through our support or through our vision, going on vision trips and mission trips, whether we're in mission around the corner, our call is what you have in your vision and mission statement, to love God and to love God's people and to love those neighbors near at hand. And I think there's no better uh, kind of concluding word than these words of Paul in Philippians 4. Because the mission is not easy all the time. There are needs, there are concerns. But he tells us today, 
to rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord is with us. The Lord is near. So don't worry about anything. But by prayer and make your requests known to God with thanksgiving. And the peace of God will be with you. God bless you in your ongoing life and mission for his sake. Amen.